There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's show is for adults only. Thank you, Oprah. Oh. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> oh. oh, what else is on the show today, Oprah? The biggest adult entertainment star in the world. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't. Dawn, did we get that booking? I, I didn't a, know about that. Yeah, yeah, maybe I need another room for that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go, everybody. Uh, let's not uh, waste a moment. Let's not beat around the bush. No, it's not. I hate beating around the bush. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> that's, that's the rumor, right, Don? That's the rumor out there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Second Chance Romance, where we go looking for love in all the wrong places. Wook and Penub. <laughs> who, who do we have, Don? We have Keith, and he is on the phone with us right now. Hi, Keith. Oh, my God. Good morning. Thank you so much for helping me with this. Oh, no problem. Now, Alexis is gone today. So, you know, you might be a little disappointed. I know you're a fan of hers, but it's just Jason and myself. So Sorry, Keith. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. We'll get uh, through this. Yeah. Keith, thanks for writing to Dawn. Go ahead and tell us your story, please, my friend. Well, um, right now I'm, I'm currently uh, I'm getting uh, ghosted by um, a girl that I went out with, went out with okay. and uh, I can't figure out why. And okay. uh, I'm hoping that uh, if we put all we all put on our smart hats, we can figure it out. Wow, well, that's what we're gonna try to do. We hope they fit. Okay, so what <laughs> happened? Uh, I, you know, it was like just a super simple, like normal date. We just went out. Um, you know, I had been away from from the state for a while, and I moved back after a couple of years from the East Coast. And so, you know, I jumped back into the dating pool and met Heather. You know, online swiped, and we both matched. And you know, she was super cute. She like a like she looks like she would teach like a yoga class. Okay. Which, which is like totally my wheelhouse. Sure. And so you know, super smart. And we texted. We ended up going out to a you know local spot around where I grew up. So I went to you know school and I went to high school and college in the area. Okay. And so we just took her out to dinner. Cool. Okay. All right. And he, so the dinner. Tell us about that or what happened or. Yeah, so we got, you know, start off just drinks, apps, and just kind of chit-chatting. And then a couple of my buddies from school, I hadn't seen them in like a decade. Oh. They just walked it, randomly walked into the restaurant. Oh. And I was like, I, I was floored because they were like high school sweethearts. They're still together, which nowadays is like impossible. Rare. Right? Right? It's usually a so, res- recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, anyway, we just, you know, we were just chatting them up. And then I was like, hey, why don't you, you know, why, why don't you come hang out and, and sit with us? And I asked Heather if it was cool. And then so they, they sat down and we, you know, we got food and just 
I don't know. They told every single embarrassing story they had on me, which was weird. But okay, well, she. How did she react to that? Was she, you know, wanting to get to know you? Uh, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, well, she was. You know, she was getting way more information on a first date than I would have ever said myself. But you yeah. Know. She was, she was like, she was into it. Like she was asking questions and, you know, she's a cool person. So, you know, I just, I was just, I'm just floored about, you know, everything went so well. I'm just like, why is this not going anywhere? All right. Mm -hmm. So how did the date end? Did you kiss Um, each other? Yeah, I just, we, after we, after we hung out and, you know, had, had a coffee and then just walked her to her car and, and my buddies were parked, you know, it was a small lot. So we were parked, you know, pretty close to each other. So we all walked out together. Okay. And then I told her, I told her I had a great time. I told her, you know, that I, I wanted to go out again. And then a couple of days, and I waited, a, I waited a couple, couple of days and then shot a text and then another text and then nothing. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I ask usually one of two questions. Um, and I'll, the one that I'll ask, and I know Dawn, cause we've learned over the six years, we six, seven years we've been doing this to look inside yourself to figure out if there's something that you could have done or so, you know, do you own a salamander farm? Do you, uh, you know, do you bike in the nude? (laughs) Right. Do you aggressively pick your nose? I mean, anything, is there anything about you that could have freaked her out? No, I'm the most normal vanilla person I'm aware of. And that's what's weird, you know, but I mean, I might want to get into salamanders. That sounds neat. (laughs) They're a lovely pet. A lovely pet. Well, a farm of them might be a little much unless you're yeah, making money. Right. But, so uh, you can't think of anything that you did wrong or, you know, not wrong, but that was weird. No, I mean, the, the conversation was, was great. She looked great. You know, I, I lost five pounds before the date, so I felt confident. <laughs> oh, you know? I love it. Look at you. I love oh, it. Keith. Okay, Keith, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put you on hold, and you're going to be able to hear what happens next. Um, Heather, is that... Yeah, yeah, Heather's, Heather's her name. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. on hold. She's been on hold. She's heard nothing. She just hears hold music. So She knows that she, we're going to talk to her about a date. Yeah, but she doesn't okay. know you're here. So hold on a minute. We're going to go talk to her, get her side of the story, and then we'll get back to you, okay? Awesome. Thank you, Keith. Okay. We'll talk to her. I, okay. I, have a, I have a guess, but I'll see okay. if I'm right. Yeah, All right. Let's, okay. Let's talk to Heather. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Jason and Alexis show. Um, thank you so much for being willing to come on. Hey, guys. Yeah, no worries. Um, okay. Do you want to talk to me about a date? Yes. yes. And I acknowledge that this is odd. Um, and so I we appreciate you being here because, A, it's early and at a busy time of anyone's day. And I know this isn't a, a usual occurrence for most people to be on a goofy radio show. Right. So. Having said all of that, do you remember going out with a guy named Keith? <laughs> you know what? Um, I do. I remember going out with Keith and okay. Stacy and Grant. Uh, okay, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, like, I'm still wondering, like, was that even a date? <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. <sighs> tell us what happened. Okay, so yeah, so me and Keith, we, we got to the restaurant, we sat down, we ordered some drinks, um, and then this couple came over, and they were, like, super excited to see Keith, mm-hmm. so he, like, introduced me, and then they just kept talking, like, they kept catching up, like, 10 minutes passed by, they're, like, talking about the good old days, and mm-hmm. what have they been up to, and mm-hmm. it was just, like, 
kind of awkward. Like, you know, at some point our server came over and was like, are you guys going to order anything? Like, what's going on? Oh, it was I hate just that. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, he asked me if it was okay if they joined us. And, I mean, what was I supposed to say? Like, you know, I, I, I said yes, but, like, I regretted it immediately. <laughs> and then it was just it was just like a buddy hangout. Like, it was just like everybody was drinking. And, like, I mean, it was funny because they were telling me, you know, embarrassing things that happened. Like, like he was like, he went streaking senior year. Like that's pretty hilarious. But like, you know, it didn't feel like a date. It felt like friends hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really awkward. Cause it's all about them. And you're like, I have to pay attention to all of this. Yeah, exactly. And I, it like made me really anxious because I was like trying to pay attention and I was, you know, they start talking about their families and like, I just, you know, I don't know any of them, so everybody's new to me, and, you know, I was yeah. just, like, trying to do my best to, like, be in the conversation, but, like, it just didn't feel like a date. Like, it just, it felt like, you know, I felt like the fourth wheel in their, you know, friendship. Okay, I I told Dawn I had a thought, of I thought that that might be it. May I ask you, other than that, taking the friends away, Forget it. I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> Heather, um, we actually have dude on the other line. He, yeah. That's how we got your info, obviously. Um, so let's go ahead and put Keith up. Sure. Keith, say hi to Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hey, Keith. Um, you know, I, now that I think back, I probably, you know, shouldn't have talked about you know, our family so much. And so I, yeah, I apologize for that. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you could have talked to them another time. Like we were just, it, we were on a date and I just feel like we didn't get to talk to each other at all. I, I know. And I, and I get it. And that's, you know, that's why up top, I, I asked if it was cool if they joined us and, and, you know, and you said you were cool with that. I was like, Oh, nice. She's, she's down to, she's down to hang. Yeah, but I mean, like, you asked so nonchalantly, and, like, you asked me in front of them, so, like, what was I supposed to say? Like, I didn't want to be rude. No, I, 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 I mean, you, there were, I guess there could have been a diplomatic way to say no. I mean, oh. right? I don't know. I mean, I just, I like, you got so excited when they were there. I mean, I, like, were you even excited to see me? Like, do you even like me? No, I totally like you. And I was excited to see you. I mean, just because, I mean, I haven't seen them in a decade. So if I, you know, got extra excited, it was just because, you know, anytime a random occurrence happens like that, you know, it's it's a minor miracle. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I just feel like I don't I don't even know how you know that you can like me because we just didn't even get to know each other. I mean, get a clue. Well, I mean, oh. I, I don't... I don't know that I need to get a clue with this. I mean, I, I, in, in a way, I was excited that you were cool to just hang out and, and just have a free-flowing conversation. And I was like, oh, this is neat that, you know, it doesn't have to be such a structured thing. And, you know, something mm-hmm. comes up and things change. And she was totally cool to roll with it. So, I- Yeah, you know, you know, guys, in some ways, I'm glad that they joined us because I got to know you a little bit better through them. But I, mm. I kind of just want to leave it at that. Oh, oh. okay. Oh. Well, then you just answered my question because I was going to ask if we paid for another outing, would you want to give it another try? And Heather, I'm assuming that's a solid, hard, crispy no for you. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Keith, you aren't willing to apologize or give it a try? 
I, I, I would totally apologize. I would love to go out again, but if, I mean, if she doesn't want to, I mean, yeah, then, you know, true. I guess I can go after Trevor Noah's ex. Oh, Minka <laughs> Kelly. Ooh, good luck. She's, she's well, a hottie. Well, um, Keith's listening to our show, which is good. I That's, love it. Thank, thank you. you, Keith. Keith, good luck to you. Heather, good luck to you. Thank you both for being more than anything great sports in this goofy segment. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank right. you, guys. Have a great Thanks, summer. Thanks, guys. Bye, Heather. Bye, Bye, Keith. Have a great summer. Bye. Bye. That's now something that our listeners say to people. Have a great summer. <laughs> when they aren't happy with them, no. and that gives me so much joy. Oh, I love it, too. It's, a very it's passive so passive-aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. Have a good summer. Have a great... It was even better Have when we used to summer. say it in winter. Now oh, it's true. I say you're... Oh, now, now it's true, but yeah, I... All year, have, have a great, great summer. Yeah. Have a great summer. Oh, what? Boy. Yeah, I know, Oprah. I know. Uh, well, there we go. Um, second chance romance. That's... I mean, first date, come on. There's just... You know what? I knew it. I've kind of this is something that's happened before i think during second chance romance i think so too just just listen to us don't do this just don't say hey you know what hey let's catch up sometime yeah do you still have my number and then just exchange numbers and then just that way it's still respectful and then say hey this is my first date you know and hopefully the other people will get a clue to leave you alone you know yeah right maybe Sometimes people are just, what is it, Don? Socially unaware. Socially unaware. So socially unaware. Right, Oprah? What? I know. (laughs) Oprah, what do we have coming up a little bit later on our show? Sex, sluts, and ecstasy? Well, maybe, if we're lucky. When we come back, though, not right now, not in the Dirt Alert, unless Don's changing gears, (laughs) uh, we have the Dirt Alert next. Five stars. That's how much Dr. Amy Hughes' patients love her work. The incredible five-star reviews for my friend Dr. Amy Hughes of Hughes Dental just keep on coming. And if you're thinking about creating your best smile, call my friend Dr. Amy Hughes. Again, she is a five-star rated dentist. I said five-star. And in Minnesota, she's one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists through the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Her patient, Nicole, had this to say about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. I had the absolute best experience with Dr. Amy Hughes and her team. They are incredible. I came in wanting to improve my smile, and their work was flawless. They listened to my needs and concerns and tailored my treatment plan appropriately. I'm obsessed with my new smile. I wish I'd done this sooner. I jumped on the Google too. Here's what Shannon said about her experience. Hughes Dental is amazing. I always feel that my dental needs are met in an efficient and professional way and that Dr. Hughes and Jackie truly care about their patients. I really appreciate the attention to detail and fancy technology that they have also. Thanks for all you do, Dr. Hughes. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website website hughes-dental.com while you're on our website check out the free video consult be sure to let them know that jason told you that hughes dental is the only choice for your smile makeover this is a my talk dirt alert welcome back jason and alexis in the morning alexis is off today Dawn's here with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Dawn. Hello. Okay, so you have to be careful if you're a celebrity and you don't... You know, some celebrities, I think, are so up there, they just need to have personal drivers all the time. Why are they taking lifts? 
This happened to Ozzy Osbourne. He uh, was in a lift and he arrived at his destination and he uh, had clothes in the car um, and the driver just took off with his clothes. They're probably like, I mean, I don't care if it's a sweatshirt and some jeans. I guess that would be something that you would want if you're, you know, wanting to say, hey, I have Ozzy sweatshirt and sell it on eBay or something. So um, the driver could not be reached. Funny, because Kelly Osborne, she, you know, they called the company and they're like, hey, um, the driver took off with my dad's clothes. Clothes. And then she was like, she tweeted, emergency, one of your drivers just knowingly drove off with all of my dad's clothes in the backseat of her car. Uh, her car. We can't reach her or you. Please contact me immediately. We're calling the police right now. And then she shared a screenshot from the Lyft app and the driver's information, but then quickly took it down. An hour and a half later, she broke the good news that the clothes were tracked down and gave thanks to Lyft and the LAPD. How do you think you're going to get away with this? Because you are like registered. You can look at their profile, their picture, right? Yeah, I do love that the LAPD was called. I'm sorry. I just say that's very, <laughs> I got a report of uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Ozzy's clothes. clothes. You know, the LAPD <laughs> probably is the weirdest police department in the for country. Not, like, no, yes. For calls? Yes, Weird. probably. I mean, just strange because of all the celebrities out there in Hollywood and just the craziness that happens. I'm sure it's just yeah. like, what's happening now? Oh, but my if, gosh. You know, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. However, if this Lyft Uber driver did that on purpose, that's a pretty crappy thing just to, you know, get some clothes to sell on eBay. It's that's stupid. A like, tacky. Okay, it's so stupid. I guess you're not too attached to being a Lyft driver because now you aren't a Lyft driver. Yeah. and probably won't ever be an uber driver no <laughs> who knows maybe maybe she's tacky very tacky exactly okay what have i got here oh jason sudeikis we mentioned um you know that uh, trevor noah and minka kelly broke up at the top of the hour jason sudeikis and his girlfriend kelsey hazel have split after nearly a year of dating mm. so he's single again um mm. she's a model she's uh they were first linked uh last february and um, at first, their bond was strictly platonic. Uh, they had been friends since, since they met on Horrible Bosses 2. Oh. So, but they'd been seeing each other for a year. And, you know, a lot of photographs of them over the the year in New York and everything like that. So this is just... I like him. I do, too. I do. And now, just... it, he had such, such success with Ted Lasso. Yep. It was like a height of his career where everybody loved him and Olivia Wilde, that situation came down where it's like, "Uh Oh, I'm not only divorcing you. I'm looking up at the TV right now and I just see Harry Styles. How weird. Oh, Okay. Well, what's funny on the plaza right now, he's on the plaza and he was on Howard Stern yesterday. Baba Booey. Hi Howard. Um, and Howard asked him about how easy it is to fall in love with people on movie sets. Howard has always believed that, he, you know, it's it's a kind of a magical scenario. Uh-huh. He, he talked about that a lot. And Harry's answer was so interesting because oh. he, he paused and paused and he's like, not verbatim, but he was kind of like, how do I want to answer this? Mm. And I'm sure he did he was probably doing some mental gymnastics 
This is my guess, Dawn. Okay. My guess is he was doing some mental gymnastics to not mess with the time frame that Olivia told Sudeikis. You know what I mean yes, by that? Totally. He didn't um, want to have any overlapping, but it's he, obvious. It's like he, I'm divorcing you and moving in with Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah, and you just I'm, did a movie with him. I'm sure Harry's like, okay, well, we started kissing on did it. So, but okay, is that what Olivia told Jason? <laughs> I'm sure he was like, okay. Oh, no. There's a timeline. I'm not going to mess with the timeline. But he paused. And then it was a very, very generic answer about trusting your director. Uh, And she was his director. He turned it. It was it was the first question I heard. I got in the car this morning and I was so looking forward to listening to this Mm -hmm. interview because I do like Harry. And obviously I love Howard. Um, And that was the question that Howard asked. It was yeah, you know good. what's funny? I've been talking about Japanese dating shows. There's another one out there that I almost started watching, and it's called Falling in Love Like a Romantic Drama. And they have oh. actors that are paired up together, and it's they're trying to couple people up, and they give them scenes to do together, and then they see if they fall in love. What in the oh. world? It's so bizarre of a concept, and it has such a long title. You. And your shows. <laughs> My Japanese dating shows. <laughs> I love Japanese them. dating shows. When we come back, speaking of shows, there's a show I'm watching that just keeps getting better. What is it? I'll tell you next. Outside of talking to you two for three hours, Monday through Friday, my other favorite person to talk to is my therapist. Yeah, I know I'm good, Jason, but I don't have a psychology degree. Hey, Don, you know where you can get one. St. Mary's University of Minnesota. You can earn your Bachelor of Science in Applied Psychology, and it's fully online. Really? Yes, and you can complete it in as few as two years. It's also a degree completion program with a generous transfer policy. I've heard there is such a demand for careers in counseling and social services, school psychology and human resources, a degree in applied psychology could provide the foundational knowledge needed to start in these careers. The best part of St. Mary's is its heart. Faculty and staff get to know you and become your allies on your educational journey. That's right, Don. Go to smumn.edu or use my talk keyword, St. Mary's. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. You've read about them. That's how big this thing is, Sue You've heard about them. When now? You touch that painting and I'll kill you where you stand. Now, see them for yourself. Ah! They sowed the wind. If I had a mad dog in my backyard, I'd shoot him. Now, they reap the whirlwind. The explosive season climax of Dallas and Falcon Crest Friday. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Nothing better than a season climax. Welcome back, everybody. Jason, <laughs> that word better, is like better. Well, I know. It's like, come on, I'm season glad we finale. Moved to finale. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis isn't here today. Dawn's here. You're here. Thanks for being here. Thursday, May nineteenth. Uh, programming note tomorrow, our good friend Miss Shannon will be uh, sitting in for Alexis. So uh, good to talk to her. I haven't seen her in a while. So uh, it'll be fun. Yay, fun times. Coming up tomorrow. And because Alexis is not here. 
year. Uh, we will not be doing forced movie review. We will be saving that for next week. Oh, really? Good, because I haven't watched Cocktail yet. Oh, good. So, no, we'll save it. We'll save it for next week <sighs> what uh, a when she returns. Yeah, so you have yourself <laughs> a merry little Christmas with that one. <laughs> um, welcome back. A little TV talk. Um, uh, I said it a couple times in the last few weeks, there's been a ton of shows that I've dumped out of. Mm. And, you know, I've tried and I just I haven't gone back. This next show I'm going to mention is the polar opposite. The more I watch, the more I love and the better it actually gets in quality. And that is the real world homecoming New Orleans. Um, last uh, it drops on Wednesdays, by the way, on Paramount Plus. And last night's episode was real good. I see. Since I'm not watching it, I read something about it's called There's Something About Jamie. Mm-hmm. Is the title of the episode. Yes. And Jamie was um, the hot guy. Now, I will tell you, to me, Danny was the hot guy. Danny was um, the gay guy in the house okay. who had, I always like to read, uh, if you don't know about the show, Danny was the one in the year 2000 when, when they were originally on in New Orleans. Danny had the relationship with Paul, who was in the military, and this was during Billy Boy's era of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm -hmm. So they had to blur his face out. But anyway, and Danny was not the first, but he was one of the first five gay folks on The Real World. Anyway, um, this episode, and Jamie was kind of the hot straight guy. Um, but really cool. Like if, you know, judging a book by its cover, you would look at him and say, oh, he's, you know, a dumb jock and he's, you know, yeah. not, not, not kind. And no, Jamie, I loved Jamie on the original run and I really love him now. And, but it was, it was really all about how most of the women in the house, if not all of them had a little crush on Jamie okay. at the beginning when it's they all moved in in the year 2000. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you can't help it. And Danny, they show a clip of Danny going, okay, he's real hot, you know, ah. but <laughs> though, but they focus a lot of the episode on Jamie's relationship, um, with, um, Oh God, uh, Julie, Julie. Thank you. Who, Again, to refresh everyone's memory, Julie was uh, the first Mormon in the real world in the year 2000. And there were some revelations. Um, They're all sitting in the the house and, you know, MTV sends them this message and they all sit around the couch. It's cool how they produce this. Yeah. And they pull up like a they pull up a message and the message talked about Jamie and that led to the revelation that post show Julie and Jamie hooked up. Oh, I see. I thought it and, was during the show because I barely re- I did watch it, but I yeah. barely remembered. It's been 22 years. Well, and it got a little uncomfortable because, you know, they're all married. Oh. Um, Jamie's married. They show Jamie's lovely family in Chicago. Julie's married. Oh. And, and then it gets a really uncomfortable because... This meant a lot more to Jay, uh, to Julie than it did to Jamie. Like Jamie didn't remember all the details, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and and Julie, Julie's or Julie's words, not me, because again, I feel like I've two months of I feel like I'm doing nothing on our show but defending men lately. But um, I, I Julie says this, or Jamie said this, that it's um, 
Julie go Julie said this. She goes, I get that women typically it means something different to us than it does to the dude. And you could see that plainly in this back and forth. They kept cutting to Jamie and Jamie's whole like he wasn't smiling anymore. He was just kind of just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no, this is and, so uncomfortable. And Julie was talking about the feelings connected to it, of you know, course. and and it was uh, it was un- it was uncomfortable. It was it was uncomfortable in the moment to watch. And then at the very end, and I didn't know this was going to come up in this particular episode, but it did it another incoming message came in and it came uh and it was a like a quote game they pulled up a quote from a book that came out after their season and the the roommates had to guess had to guess who said the quote oh i see okay okay <gasps> and the one so the quote that ended the show was about danny Okay. And it was like, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get the quote right, but it was basically like, you know, um, I've tried to get to know Danny, but he's negative and um, hard to get to, hard to get to know. And they all guessed wrong. Colin and I guessed right. The quote came from Matt, who Matt on the show and now and in real life, Matt is turbo religious. Um, and is very faith based mm-hmm. and and struggled back in that season, you know, in the original season. And as I'm about to let you hear, um, it still seems to be struggling with Danny and gay folks in general. And after the quote came up, Matt goes, well, yeah, you were negative. And Danny does not hold back. Danny immediately re- has a retort. And I would play this part. But Danny says the F word. Okay. He goes, Ooh. yeah, I was negative. He goes, I was negative because you under you basically bluntly told me that I will I should not act and uh, on my sexuality my entire life. He goes, uh, so yeah. yeah, I was negative. Yeah, to you because you aren't considering me a, a whole human being. So that leads to like then they cut to the roommates' faces and everyone's like, okay. And then it cuts to an interview with Matt and a producer. And here's that. LGBTQ issues came up a lot on your original season. You did believe it was a sin to act on those feelings. Um, You know, 22 years later, do you have a different perspective? Have those feelings changed? I'm not a judge. We're just here to love each other. You think that you still have kind of the same outlook that you did then? Well... I think we're done on this topic. <clears throat> I think I answered the question, right? So I answered the question. Okay. So you're and running the show now. I hate it when people shut down like that. Like give well, an answer, not like we're done with this. You agreed to be on the show, you know. Well, and I, I got to tell you, in full disclosure, and I will say, I'm I, 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 I'm not religious, wasn't raised in a religious household. Colin and I were sitting there and hearing, and my entire life I've heard versions of what Matt said right there. 
and he does this politician thing with his hands. The the to me the very dismissive. We're not here to judge. We're just here to love. That to me, I gotta be very honest with you as a gay dude. That rings so hollow to me, yeah. and so dismissive, and so. I, I, it drives me insane. Colin and I both because it's a, a lie. They're saying love, not even romantic love, but love for me, not for what you would want in your life. Because you don't get to have that like we do. Yes. So just general overall love for humans, like it's just so vague and also probably not true at all. Yeah. I. It, it just. Colin and I had the exact same reaction, and I I made a gesture of like, oh God, I just he just literally, um, he drives me and he just drives me nuts. He drives he drove me nuts in the original season, and he he drives me nuts now. So was he so intolerant back then as well? Yes. Okay, it hasn't yes. changed. Uh, but no. So was he the only one that was very homophobic and? Yes. What about Julie? Because what I've seen, I won't reveal, but what she says happened she's uh, mormon and- julie was more open and she actually calls matt out because matt you know they 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 had a mutual uh, they had a mutual they came to the house with an uh, uh very similar and they were sure. both you know uh very religious in their own religion and uh trying to stay true to that and you, you know and i gotta say as much as matt drives me crazy I, I, you know, I do respect, you know, who Matt is. He doesn't hide it. He, he, and he's very faithful to it. I respect that. What I don't respect is that flip it. We're just, it sounds like a slogan to me. We're just, I, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to love. Well, are you? <laughs> I don't know about that. Huh? Are you? <laughs> I think you just want to move on and not have to answer questions. Yeah. I guess they get into it more in the next episode. Cause that's how it ends. Bottom line. We got to take a break. New Orleans, real world homecoming on Paramount Plus. One of my favorite things streaming right now, period. And you said um, that if you don't remember watching the show or you didn't watch it all, you can still watch this because they have so many clips from the past. Yes. That you get to, you're like, okay, I know that what they were like then. Uh, Colin doesn't remember it and loves the show. Okay. Obsessed like I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. 844. We'll be back right after this. How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is off today. Uh, again, programming note, our friend Miss Shannon will be uh, stopping by tomorrow, filling in and uh, hanging with us as we uh, wrap up the week. But right now, uh, it is the weekend uh, tomorrow. But tonight in select theaters, uh, it is the opening of Downton Abbey, A New Era. Now, uh, we were Dawn and I were lucky enough to see this at a really advanced sneak preview about a month ago. Right. And... Um, we told the folks at Universal we loved it so much that we wanted to remind y'all, especially if you didn't get to hear that episode of our show, how much we loved it. Ladies first, Dawn, what what did you love about the movie? Uh, I loved it because, you know, it, you kind of forget the, the whole series started out with the sinking of the Titanic. You know, yeah. this family was connected to somebody who uh, lost their life on the Titanic and then ended up being the um, executor and lord of an estate. And so we're moving through history now, you know, and it's it's into a time period of the clothes are different. Um, 
and film is really coming around. Uh, not so it's like silent movies are a thing, but now they're moving into talkies. And so the whole premise, part of it of the premise is that a film has come to Downton Abbey. They want to use it as a set location and film. And so it's a very exciting thing for them. And just to see how these people who are pretty much in the class system considered like royalty, how they're excited about it, but they're also sort of like, well, some of them like uh, some of the staff think it's below them. It's mm-hmm. below them to be involved in something so trashy as a film. And so, but you know, the main residents of the estate are like, oh, this is kind of fun. And it's like, oh, movie stars. You know, mm-hmm. they feel like, you know, that they all feel like that they are movie stars on their own. But yeah. they're also intrigued by it. And just having that energy and fun, looking back into time and seeing how movies were created, that's a fun aspect of the movie. And just what happens and transpires between the cast it's it's just such a cool concept, and I just loved it. It was like, oh, this is so fun. You just go into it knowing it's going to be fun. I agree, agree, agree on all of those points. I it's just kind of joyful, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's there's um you know there's some emotion, um there's some sadness, but it's Downton. There always is. Yeah, but there but there's just such levity and there's such joy um and the joy really is um facilitated with the downstairs folks mm-hmm. you know they they get oh. a moment they get a moment we're not going to ruin anything but they there's a moment that they get oh um, yes that you're just so damn happy for them yes and you're happy for them and this is where and I know Donald agree being a screenwriter this is you're happy for them because you love them and you feel so connected to them and you're connected to them because of the great performances Mm -hmm. and the way they're written. All of these folks are full fledged characters to you. I think Mrs. Pat Moore is real. I I think days, you know what I mean? (laughs) Daisy is real. Yes. yes. I want to believe that these folks are a version of them really did exist. And they're just so, even the worst of them, they're not. Even the worst characters of Downton really weren't horrible. Right? Uh, they're all just great, and you want them to succeed, and you want them to have slices of happiness. They work so damn hard that mm-hmm. when they garner some joy, you as the audience feel that, and and that's what this movie allows you to do. Um, and with, like Dawn said, I love the dual plot. Yes, there's um, another part of the plot, right? Yeah. Uh, so both of them, you know, sometimes there's one, you know, you, you know, again, a sitcom, you know, Friends always had three plots going. Always. Every episode had three different things going. And there's always one, and Will and Grace are the same thing. Most sitcoms have that structure. Mm-hmm. There's always one that you like more. And this one, I got to tell you. I liked both I plots. I liked, you know, they go to the French Riviera. Half the family goes to the French Riviera right. for a reason that you'll find out. And then another half, as Dawn said, stays back to handle the movie people. Uh-huh. And both are delightful. I couldn't wait for to get back to either one when they would cut to one. Oh, and then yeah. sp- speaking of cutting, Dawn agrees with me on this, too. It is so fast-paced. It's so fast. It's so well written because they don't give you everything they give you a snippet and they'll end on a line where you're like oh 
I can't. Okay. And then you're moving on to something else that you care just as much about. And the whole mystery behind the Countess Dowager and her former life and why she's inherited this French estate. It's really juicy. And you should definitely go see it. It's just so fun. Go grab your girlfriends, your guy friends, your gay friends, your straight friends, your alien friends, and go see Downton Abbey A New Era. That's going to do it for us today. If you're a kid listening, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right? Right? That's right. You be you. You come back tomorrow and see us because, uh, you know, what else do you have to do? Nothing better, I'm sure. Come back and see us tomorrow. Miss Shannon will be here as well. Bye, friends.